0: Office workers. What's your best office story? Used to work with a fairly large woman. Every winter, she would catch a cold and hack and cough and just have a rough go of it. She would have these horrible coughing fits to the point where we thought she might pass out. One day, she had a horrible coughing fit and peed herself. That night, the carpet cleaners came in, pushed all of the office chairs into a back room, and shampooed the rugs. Everyone came in the next day to find their chairs in a room, and no one knew which chair was which. Everyone spent the day standing or sniffing their chair to see if they had the pee chair. The big lady was actually pretty dang nice, and she went on to lose a bunch of weight, ditch her loser husband, and have a great life. So there's a happy ending there. Came into work, I was the early manager, and before I get to my desk, my phone is ringing. Answer it, and it's an employee. All he says is, I have to go, I'm bleeding from my butt. Stunned, I say, Uh, yeah, you should leave. I walk to his cube and find a blood-soaked chair with bloody napkins all over it. I ask if he wants to call 911 or something, and he says, No, I'm driving myself. I call maintenance and I have to explain to them and upper management how all this blood appeared. Guy ended up okay and came back to work a couple of days later. Never asked what the heck the issue was. That's a bleeding hemorrhoid. Not that you really probably wanted to know. The chair was soaked, it was a lot of blood, I asked if everything was good after the fact, and he said it was, and nothing to worry about for other people. I speak from experience, not quite that bad, but it lasted for days and bled clear through my pants and left a large stain on my seat at its worst. Went to the ER, the doctor acted like I was a big wimp and wasting his time. He then forces a golf ball sized blood clot out of my butt, so pretty much not a big deal and nothing a person would ever want to discuss with another living soul. I work in a public library, which combines all the joy of customer service and office work. Usually it's just people calling to get phone numbers verified, but there's a few who call for life advice, including... How many calories are in rye bread versus whole bread? Do I need to water my cactus today? I updated Firefox and now I don't like it. How do I go back to the old version? Uh, what day this weekend will traffic be bad? Personal all-time favorite caller goes to the woman who called to ask me what fellatio technique geishas performed. I guess there is a tendency to automatically think that librarians must read a lot and therefore know more? As far as I know, that particular job is about storage and data entry, but this sure is a funny assumption. I work at a factory back office, watching over incoming and outgoing materials, and general material management. We had a shipping container come in from the States, transporting several big bags of sugar and milk powder mixture. We crack open the container, and much to our surprise, we find a cat. Bear in mind, this container spent a solid week or two at sea. The cat was alive. Apparently, it survived by eating the powder. So I did the old screenshot the desktop, hide desktop icons, and save the screenshot as the new desktop background, to three different computers, two of which were shared between five to ten people. Now, the problem was, I called in sick with food poisoning the next day. Utter chaos broke out. No one could open any programs. IT had to get involved and it apparently took them a few hours to figure out what had happened. No one ever knew it was me and I had planned on, you know, taking the credit and winning that stage of the prank war. But no, I played dumb and bit my tongue. My current office building was once a funeral home that had sat vacant for a number of years after the previous owner shot himself in the apartment upstairs. When we first moved into the office, there was a wall panel that was accidentally knocked out in the basement. There were about 30 people worth of ashes hidden in the wall. I have one. We have an agent. Let's call him Joe. Joe is about 60 and the perfect employee. Never misses work, perfect stats, honest, customers love him, and always give him praise. Volunteers for overtime, and absolutely everybody loves him. I use his calls as examples in my training class. He's been offered numerous management positions, but he's perfectly content sitting at home, fixing customers' problems, making them happy, and making our company money. He is an absolute machine. Two years ago, his wife and his 40th wedding anniversary was coming up, and I had a business trip to Ohio for a new system training. Joe was told that he had to come with me to learn. He pleaded that he couldn't because he would miss his wedding anniversary. Plus, it was odd because agents never go on trips, and my manager said sternly, Do it, Joe. You don't have a choice. Joe, of course, went home and packed up and got ready to leave a few days later. His wife said she was going to stay with her sisters while he was gone and left the night before. Our company car picked me up from the airport and we headed to Joe's. He was pretty upset and depressed, but tried to be upbeat. We went to dinner and stalled for a few hours, for good reason, and when we got to the airport, we boarded our plane and headed to Houston for a switch. We got to Houston and we walked up to the Miami gate and I said, there's your plane. He looked up and I pointed over to his wife standing at the gate. My boss had arranged to send them to Miami for a week and then on a cruise to Jamaica for their anniversary with my boss's company credit card for expenses. The first thing out of his mouth was, oh my God, I didn't pack for that. But of course, we had his wife take care of that when we sent her out on an earlier flight. He started crying right there in the airport and hugged me. I handed him the credit card and went over to his wife, gave her a hug and told her she owed me some apple cookies. So bomb. And headed to my plane for Ohio. Went to Ohio and... Yeah, Ohio. We had a Phil Collins day to screw with a coworker who professed to hating Genesis. Months after revealing their hatred, the president of the company had the IT company stay after everyone left to absolutely cover this person in Phil Collins's face, and I heart Phil signs in celebration of Phil Collins's birthday. It was practically a holiday and very little work was accomplished as a result. Pretty much the best day at the office ever. I love this because of everyone getting involved and because of my not-so-secret appreciation for Phil Collins. Sounds like a fun place to work. Will this be an annual event? I think my favorite part of this is the casual disregard for the IT department and the rest of the office making them their own prank monkeys. A guy at my office had a fishing rod along the ceiling. He had the hook positioned over a man's head. We'll call the man Dave. Every so often, he dropped the hook, which has a little weight, onto Dave's head and then quickly pulled the cord so the hook is back up to the ceiling and isn't visible. This is going on months and the guy who was being pranked didn't have a clue. He went to the doctor for tests because it felt like a throb to his head, so he worried something was really wrong. When we told him what was happening, he couldn't stop laughing at himself. Dave's revenge was pretty sweet. He did the deed with the prankster's sister. Oh, I really thought there was something wrong with me. I guess you learn something new about yourself every day. You got me, guys. I'm going to penetrate your sister. OP thought the question said, best orifice story. I got this job a few years back. In the first week, I was blown away at the technical ineptitude of the whole darn place. Our job requires a lot of scanning, usually large stacks of bank statements, 100 to 200 pages at a time. And the people who I worked with and for, more often than not, needed to scan things that were front to back. How they did this blows my mind to this day. Step 1. Flip the whole stack upside down so the reverse side was ready to scan. Step 2. Make a copy of every backside. Step 3. Take the reverse side and place it just behind its front side so that it would be page 1, copy of page 2, page 3, copy of page 4, etc. Step 4. Scan the whole stack face up. The amount of paper they wasted was unbelievable. That's the day I became a genius by showing them our enterprise-level scanner could scan front and back simultaneously with the push of two buttons. This is also when I became partly responsible for every IT issue in the office, despite having IT members on staff at all times. Ten minutes into the company meeting, someone's phone went off playing bagpipe music. But as it got louder, we realized it was an actual set of bagpipes playing outside. Before we knew it, the guy marches into the conference room, blasting away that one Scottish song. I don't know what it's called, but you know the one I mean. After he finished playing, the speaker, who had been playing dumb until now, announced that we had just acquired a small company in Scotland. Best announcement ever. I worked with a guy we called Irish Jeff. We were on the sales team, and he will call customers and start singing Oh Danny Boy until the phone rings. When the customer answers and asks if he was singing, he will say, Well, I am Irish. He will then talk to them for 45 minutes about his Irish heritage and the names of the boats that originally brought people over from Ireland, without letting them off the phone. He doesn't really ever talk about anything he's supposed to be selling. He was born and raised in Texas. We call them plastic paddies in Ireland. They annoy us as much as they annoy you. This was at my last job, a call center on National Donut Day at Krispy Kreme. Girl A had gotten a box of donuts and was on a call with a customer. Girl B comes up and takes one out of the box. Girl A mutes her phone and says, B word, you had better be joking. Don't touch my donuts. Girl B turns around and walks away with the donut. Girl A hangs up on her customer and full-on assaults Girl B. An epic brawl breaks out right in the middle of the call floor, and they even crash through the giant partition that separates our call center from another company's, which is actually all in the same giant room. At some point, a knife tumbles out of one of their purses. No one actually pulled it out or tried to use it, but it did fall out. Management has everyone end their calls and clear the floors out. Cops are called and both girls are escorted out, never to be seen there again. Because donuts. I swear to God this is true. I worked in a staffing company as a recruiter. One of the sales guys always bragged about his martial arts skills. One afternoon, one of the female recruiters called bullcrap on him. They were right outside my cubicle. He says something to the effect of, Oh, don't believe me? I will kick my foot right over your head right now. Stand here, just like this. He positions her and then he gets in a karate squat, I don't know how else to describe that pose, and goes for it without any stretching, practice, or anything. He rotates and kicks his foot way up, just high enough to make solid contact with her right temple with a solid thud. She staggers a bit dazed and he runs and hides in his cube. I couldn't believe what I just saw. It happened so quick. It was insane. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if the individual is Michael Scott for the audacity and irresponsibility, or Dwight Schrute for the martial arts. Maybe some kind of freak hybrid. We call her the runner. Call center rep was going to be fired for refunding fees that had never been charged. She was essentially just giving away money because she couldn't figure anything out. About halfway to the conference room, she figures out what's happening. As such, she comes to a dead stop and refuses to keep going. She keeps asking her manager, Johnny. Are you going to fire me? Of course he can't confirm, since he's still in the middle of the floor, so he tells her he just wants to be able to have a conversation in private. She keeps asking, and he keeps not answering. Eventually, she just turns around and takes off for her desk. Johnny is standing there for about 10 minutes, trying to decide between going after her or continuing to the conference room where his boss is waiting for them. He finally decides on the conference room. Johnny is a pretty large guy, and his boss is a chain smoker. After the boss knows what happened, they take off running over to her desk and the other rep tells them that she left. They then sprint down into the parking lot. Just as they get to the doors, they see her car pulling onto the street. They hung out for about five minutes to catch their breath. When they got back, Johnny called corporate HR and they let him know that the rep had already called Aetna to file for a leave of absence. She got fired anyway. A girl I worked with, married, was screwing the boss, also married. They stayed after hours for weeks to do their thing in his office. For some reason, she opened up to me about this, even though we weren't friends, and she included the fact that he prematurely arrives all the time. So anytime he's being a butthole, I just picture that and I feel better. This morning, I found a bloody glove in my desk drawer and Jim Halpert tried to convince me I committed murder. I think he may be the real murderer. My co-worker was out of town for an office pancake breakfast. In her absence, we decided to make her a breakfast plate. We ended up making a Vitruvian man made of sausages on a Royal China plate and hiding it in her office. She found it and then the Vitruvian man began to travel office to office. It was sealed with tape, but that didn't stop it from starting to go moldy. The Vitruvian man was hidden in desk drawers, under paper piles, behind coats. I knew it was my turn for the Vitruvian man to end up on my office, but when I got in, I couldn't find it anywhere. Later in the day, one of our VPs came in to meet me with a serious matter. He asks me a question, and I'm thinking of my response. I look up. There, on the ceiling, Mission Impossible style, is a moldy man made of sausages, with its taped-on smiley face looking down at me. I awkwardly carried on the conversation with the VP, through random laughter which didn't make sense to him, I had to throw out the plate after that. In total, we had it moving around the office for about a month. We've had a couple of good prank wars over the years. Best thing that comes to mind quickly is when we changed a guy's phone autocorrect to replace the full stop with a question mark. He was very confused for days. I also tied all the cables of a guy's computer together under his desk with a zap strap. Monitors, mouse, keyboard, phone, etc. I then hooked that bundle of cables to the lever under his chair that controlled the up-down position and turned the chair so that it was at its 90-degree angle. He came to his desk after lunch and sat down, grabbed a hold of his desk like he normally does to turn his chair, and spun to face his computer. The entire desk was pulled into the rear corner of his cubicle. It made a lot of noise, but not as much as he did swearing. I changed a guy's autocorrect to change the to the fricking. He could not type, so he was always looking down at his keys and depending on words to catch any mistakes. Needless to say, he turned in documentation like, I called the fricking customer and they told me that the fricking software was not functioning correctly. Clearly, I've switched the word fricking for the actual word that this particular prankster used. Here are some more office pranks. I change people's autocorrect to say, I'm pooping instead of hey. Another one, change work to the brothel. And the best, change beer to fun butt stuff. I'm pooping. Super busy day at the brothel today. In desperate need of fun butt stuff. I did this to my business partner's computer as a joke and went on holiday. He never proofreads anything, so when I got back, I walked into a massive crap storm. He still thinks his computer caught a virus. And if he ever finds out the truth, he will murder-suicide us both. 10 out of 10. Totally worth it. The only funny thing was the time I placed an ad in the paper saying, Monkeys for sale, $50 with his number. That's a whole nother story. You'd be surprised at how many people want cheap monkeys. There are many phantom crapper stories out there where someone drops a deuce in the bathroom floor or shower. But at one of my Navy commands, we actually had someone take a crap in the coffee pot and then run the coffee machine, fill up the pot, and leave it there for people. Luckily, someone smelled it before they tried to drink it. They never caught the guy. We had a general office questionnaire one day. Questions like, do you like your job? Do you feel listened to? Or have you been harassed at work? One person filed in yes to that last question. Massive panic within the company followed. Protocols were set up, meetings held, experts hired, and our team managers took each and every one of us separately and asked us with concern and kindness in their eyes, was it you? Did anyone hurt you? It was John. He and Fred were good friends and always slapping each other on the butt or poking each other in the side, especially when on the phone and with a customer. He had filled in yes for a laugh because technically, he was slapped on the butt. He got to explain that to the company president and was sacked shortly after. Uh, I think it's more screwed up to do an anonymous questionnaire and then ask people what they answered. Really poor ethics. Good luck to the management if they ever try to get straight answers on future surveys. They don't want straight answers. They want a paper that says everything is perfect. If doing crap like that means that people will lie next time rather than mention any actual concerns, then that's all the better for them. Two middle-aged women, late 40s, grey hair, mom jeans, got into a fight at the office. I won't use their real names. I don't remember the context of the fight, but Deb went into Stephanie's office and closed the door and there was a little bit of shouting and then a thud. The door flies open just in time for me to see Stephanie throwing a punch. They yell at each other in the lobby, and one of them actually says, Let's take this outside. So they do. Some of the younger guys in the office went after them and had to break them up in the parking lot. Only one of them got fired, and they offered me her job a few days later. So I had this coworker who got a hold of the office's emergency air horn. She would sneak up behind people and blast it right in their ear. Most had a heart attack. She was really good at being sneaky with it too, and you'd be working away, have no idea, and she'd be like right under your fricking desk, and then that gosh darn air horn. Were there not huge consequences for blowing the emergency air horn to prank people? On the one hand, this is hilarious. On the other hand, I would absolutely not tolerate it in my workspace. I think the tension of not knowing where the next toot was coming from would destroy my sanity. Our office was centrally controlled by a head office in another city. There was a massive transformer explosion knocking out all the systems and controls in the head office. Essentially, no work could get done, no customers could get to us, we couldn't even cool the building down. Mid-August was 35 plus degrees Celsius outside, so we had to send everyone home for about three days and only essential staff stayed. I was in HR, so I was one of them slowly started to build up staff as we were getting closer to operation. Ended up working about 110 hours, including sleeping there. Working, however, is a very loose term. Since no PCs could run anything, we sat and watched TV, played board games and poker, played a ping-pong tournament, and in our break room we had NES, SNES, and Sega. We ended up playing Super Spike Volleyball tournament, an NES ice hockey tournament, which I won, and an Bike tournament. One of the guys who had to stay on through the night played through Zelda. In conclusion, Explosion got me 70 hours of overtime while winning NES ice hockey tournament with all the skinny players. Oh boy, do I have a good one. I was an intern at the time. Summer of 2013, I'm interning at a pharmaceutical slash biotech company and was meeting the team. There was this particular guy, white guy, mid-40s, on the team who I had lunch with on a daily basis. We talked about what I was studying in school at the time, and how I wanted to travel the world for a bit after graduation instead of just going straight to a 9-to-5 office life. He got deeply depressed when I said so and started saying he's been doing this 9-to-5 thing for 20 years. He's like 45. And what I said to him really made him wake up. I'm in my head like, oh, this isn't gonna be good. Fast forward two days later, I'm finishing up training modules assigned to me and all of a sudden one of the HR ladies walks over to the manager's cube and explains that he quit. No two weeks notice and my manager bolts up and yells in disbelief, He what? Please repeat what you just said. He went to Taiwan to find himself? I'm trying to connect the dots to see if I, the lowly intern, had really said some things to stir up an employee to quit his job and travel the world. I didn't tell my manager the conversation I'd had with him, but I did tell one of the girls that I worked with, and that's when I started my journey of an office fling. But that's a story for another day. In conclusion, I had a casual conversation as an intern with an employee about my aspirations to travel the world after I graduate. Probably made the employee quit, don't know if it was coincidence or not, but I think the conversation stirred his actions. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.